Welcome to Celestial Insights, a weekly podcast that brings the stars down to earth. I'm your host, astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks. My purpose is to provide practical, unique, and insightful guidance to help you navigate the energies of the week like a boss. Hello, this is Celeste of Astrology by Celeste, and on this episode, I will discuss the astrology for the week of September 3rd, 2023. The Virgo New Moon Workshop is next Thursday, September 14th at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. New Moons offer us an opportunity to set intentions for what we want to manifest in our lives. The chart of the New Moon also gives you information about what is likely to come up in your life during that time. And so if you come to the workshop, you can learn about Virgo, about the new moon, what it means for you and your chart. And I will do as many hot take natal chart readings for participants as I can. You can purchase a pack of one for $35 or four for $98 for extra savings. And if you can't make it live, you will get the recording. You can learn more in the show notes or go to my website, astrologybyceleste.com for more information. Alternatively, if you want more insight on setting intentions with the moon, I have a free ebook that you can get from the link in the show notes as well as on my website on the homepage or about page. You can fill out the form and get the free guide. So since August 23rd, we have been in the double retrograde of Mercury, the planet of communication, commerce and transportation, and Venus, the planet of celebrations and parties and love and relationships. And when planets go retrograde, there can be reversals, delays, or the collapse of anything contemplated. If you recall, I told you I was going to a wedding And I was concerned about it because it's not a great time to travel. And it was in Mexico. Well, there were a bunch of things that happened, some small and some big. A small one that I love this, how it illustrates the transit, is that I took a new purse that was a gift and it was too small to fit everything I wanted to fit when I went to the wedding. I couldn't fit my phone, a Mercury device, and my inhaler a Mercury and Virgo device, both in my little tiny purse. Purses are ruled by Venus. So I left my inhaler behind. So I have asthma, but it's very rare I have any problems. So it's just for emergencies. But Mercury rules the lungs and Virgo rules health. I couldn't fit it in my phone and my phone won. A big thing that happened was that we were supposed to go through the Tecate border on the way back. So what you can do is you fly into San Diego and then you drive to the Valle de Guadalupe part of Mexico, which is the wine country area. And Tecate is a border that's less congested than Tijuana. Well, somehow, I don't know what happened, but anyway, we got on the road and went towards Tijuana. And by the time we realized it half an hour in, we should have turned around and gone to Tecate, but we just kept going. 
And we were stuck at that border for four and a half hours. And we missed our flights from San Diego home. Four of us missed our flights. So the miscommunication, somehow whoever programmed into the phone, the Google Maps or whatever, put in the wrong destination and that led to a delay. So there was a reversal. We went the wrong way. And then there was a delay. We got stuck at this border. And then there was a collapse of anything contemplated, getting on the flights that we wanted to get on. Thankfully, we were able, Colette from Southwest Airlines got us all rebooked. We all took flights out that evening and got home. We were very thankful for that. But while we were at the border, 100 feet from the border, a couple was in a car and their car overheated and died. So my heart goes out to them. I hope, you know, they could afford whatever happened to them and it didn't, you know, cause them absolute... I mean, it was chaotic. It was the day before Uranus station to go retrograde. And that's also known for kaboom, a huge problem. And so, yeah, their car died after sitting in that line four hours and they couldn't get to where they were going. An example of astrology being literal, on the day that the sun in Virgo was opposite Saturn and Pisces, Joe the plumber who came to prominence when Obama was running died. So Saturn rules plumbers, people who work in dark places or dark and dirty places that where they have a lot of hard toil are ruled by Saturn. Plumbers, miners, also like laborers. And Saturn rules death. And Pisces, you can think about water. A plumber works in water. So Saturn and Pisces. So the sun opposite Saturn. So a spotlight on him. There was also this horrible racist shooting in Florida and Ron DeSantis, who's really dog whistled a lot of racist things, went to talk, you know, do the governor thing with the people who were killed in the dollar store were black. So sun in Virgo, Ron DeSantis is a leader who's a Virgo sun opposite Saturn and Pisces. So Saturn actually was the color black. And in Pisces, Pisces, you know, the descendants from slavery, African-Americans are. And so we saw that in the collective as well. This person had a, like a ph- racist philosophy and murdered black people, went looking for black people to murder. So it was horrible. I knew last week would be heavy. Thankfully, only three people were killed. He tried to go to a college and slaughter a bunch of students. But it's so, so very sad. Last week was called Peaches and Cream, and I thought it would be might be about impeachment. So on the day the sun was opposite Saturn, oh no, this was like two weeks ago, I think was Peaches and Cream. Anyway, the day sun opposite Saturn, Donald Trump was demanding that the Republicans in Congress start impeachment for Joe Biden. So you can go listen back to the Peaches and Cream episode if you would like to. And also last week, I was concerned about when Mars went into Libra, and then the next day Uranus stationed, there was this $4 movie day around the country, and I was concerned that there would be violence. Well, there was nothing that made international news or anything, but in Emeryville, California, near where I live, there was an absolute melee where hundreds of young adults were fighting and causing havoc. A shot rang out, someone got stabbed, 
Yeah, so that was Mars going into the sign of its fall, Libra, fighting at a movie theater. It was at a mall, the Bay Street Mall in Emeryville, but a lot of people were there. It started with 50 people, became hundreds of people. They didn't stop fighting when the police got there. Absolute mayhem. So that was an example of how those two transits came together. The theme of this week is who's on first. And there are three big things I want you to think about. The first is that Venus stations direct at 12 degrees of Leo. (laughs) Venus went retrograde back on July 22nd at 28 degrees of Leo. And it was at the apex of a yod which is the finger of God you've been pointed at, Venus retrograding the fire sign Leo. And in a King Kunks with Pluto and Capricorn, like the destruction or catastrophes in Earth, Capricorn is an Earth sign. And on the other side, Neptune and Pisces, something with the sea and water. And the two, Pluto and Neptune, are in a sextile and they both were King Kunks Venus. So a big thing that this transit illustrated was the heat issues. It was really, I feel like the big crux of Venus retrograde was pointing out about climate change, about how massive heat was causing problems like fire. We had paradises destroyed. Venus rules places people go to vacation. Beautiful things. So the most notable, and I think I already talked about it, was when the Maui fire, a whole town was destroyed. There were also massive fires in Greece, the islands of Greece where people go to vacation, and Sicily and Italy, and I'm sure all over other places in the world that I'm just not aware of as well as there's been fires burning in Canada for months on end. But Greece, Maui, and Sicily are all islands. So the destruction of these beautiful paradises. Now we knew because Leo rules celebrities, there would be a lot of celebrity news. So celebrity breakups, including like marriages ending, was Britney Spears, Ariana Grande, and I'm sure there are a bunch of others. Kyle from The Real Housewives made news that supposedly she and her husband are getting divorced. Sadly, Sandra Bullock's partner, we found out, was sick and died. Very, very sad. I think that was the day Venus squared Uranus. Also, Sinead O'Connor, a big celebrity, died at a younger age than we would have thought. Madonna also delayed her tour due to illness. She might have gotten sick before the retrograde started, but it was in the shadow. Lizzo, another celebrity, her reputation was very damaged because of her lack of boundaries. Neptune and Pisces with her dancers and Pluto and Capricorn bullying of them. Capricorn is also associated with the devil card, forcing them to go to strip clubs and things that are really inappropriate and do inappropriate things there. So her reputation has been very damaged. Leo is also associated with with um, royalty. Harry and Meghan have been in the news a lot. Their reputations have been very damaged. They lost, Meghan lost her Spotify deal. They've got a lot of terrible press. Now, when Mercury joined the retrograde party, Putin's chef was executed by an explosion on a plane. A bomb took his plane down. 
And that was on the day Mercury went retrograde and Putin spoke about it. And so his former ally, Venus, took him down on an airplane. Mercury rules transportation. The next day, Donald Trump had his mug shot taken. And so when it was brought out into the public, he self-declared that he is six foot three and 215 pounds, which clearly is not true. He's much heavier than that. And so he was mercilessly mocked about his weight. So there was this like Venus retrograde fact shaming about Mercury retrograde, the lie he said about Virgo, his weight, a health statistic, Virgo rules health. Also, a British cruise ship and an oil tanker in Mallorca crashed into each other. So a cruise ship is a Venus, something people go on vacation, and the oil tanker, you know, is transportation vehicle, and they crashed into each other. The sun was also opposite Saturn and Pisces. There was a wind storm. There was wind and a storm, so that led to the crash. The next thing I want to make you aware of is that Jupiter is stationing retrograde tomorrow and it's going to station at 15 degrees of Taurus, which is a world point. So we're going to expect potentially big events in the news related to Jupiter topics and Taurus topics. And it's going retrograde from tomorrow to December 31st, where it will turn direct at five Taurus. So that part of your chart 15 to 5 Taurus, you're going to get the double dose of Jupiter, the triple dose of Jupiter. So Jupiter rules abundance. It rules, you may get lucky around something related to topics. Now, also Jupiter can just bring more, more, and more of everything. So it can bring more of a bad thing as well as more of a good thing. But hopefully you've got a lot of good stuff going on. A story we already know is that some tech billionaires had purchased up $800 billion of land in Northern California near an Air Force base. Jupiter and Taurus square Venus and Leo retrograde. So these group of investors, tech billionaires came together in this secret pact, the secret relationship, Venus in retrograde. At first, people didn't know who was doing this and spent all this massive wealth, Jupiter, to gather up land, Taurus. So I believe I read something about them wanting to make some kind of city, a tech city that will be safe and people can live in and, you know, work to death or whatever at the tech companies. Another story, I taped this early, so I don't know, I'm taping this before the full moon, so I don't know what's going to happen at the full moon, but we do know Warren Buffett dumped $8 billion of stock. So I wonder if Jupiter retrograde on Monday when the stock market opens, is there going to be you know, some loss of wealth. Other Jupiter topics include judges, teachers, religious leaders, or all Jupiter figures or archetypes. So yeah, look at that area of your chart. There could be some abundance or luck that comes in. There could be too much of anything around that, but let's see what happens with that transit. The last thing I want to make you aware of is that there's a last quarter moon on Wednesday where the sun will be at 14 degrees of Virgo, squaring the moon at 14 degrees of Gemini. Both 
Gemini and Virgo are ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication, transportation, and commerce. And Mercury is retrograde that can bring some problems. So the reason why it's called Who's On First, this episode, is because this transit really makes me think about the Abbott and Costello skit. If you haven't seen it, you should Google it. It's called Who's On First, where they go through, they're trying to name the players of a baseball team, and it creates this great big misunderstanding. It's a classic, and it's really hilarious, and it's such a Gemini versus Virgo kind of thing because it's all about communication. So anyway, the last quarter moon and Gemini, you can think about how Gemini can be adaptive, expressive, quick-witted, very talkative. It's great for exchanging ideas and conversation. So think about that with this last quarter moon. Inquisitive, curiosity, its keywords are I think. Now, the shadows of Gemini can be being scattered brained, you know, losing your keys, losing your purse, losing this, that, and the other, being scheming or a liar, having difficulty concentrating or doing like the squirrel, 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 where you constantly are lacking focus and moving to other things. So see how you notice this come up in the collective versus Virgo, which wants everything precisely the way it should be and organized and desires to bring order to chaos. Last quarter moons are times to think about what have you learned? It's a crisis of consciousness. What could you do differently? What rewards have you reaped or consequences since the new moon? And you can look at the new moon of this cycle, which was the new moon in Leo, Or you can go back to the lunar phase family. So on June 10th of 2021, there was a new moon in Gemini at 19 Gemini, where the sun and the moon were both at 19 Gemini. It was a solar eclipse. So eclipses can bring in faded events. So if you have something around 19 degrees, especially of the mutable signs of Gemini, Pisces, Sagittarius, or Virgo, take a look at your chart and see if there's a topic that was seated back then that has some kind of pivot point throughout this cycle. So the first quarter moon of the cycle was when the sun was in Pisces and the moon in Gemini, again, both at 19 on March 10th of 2022. The full moon or all maybe have been illuminated nine months later. The sun in Sagittarius, the moon in Gemini, both at 16 on December 7th last year, 2022. And now we're at the last quarter. So September 6th, the sun in Virgo, the moon in Gemini, both at 14. Is there a story in your life that has pivots at each of these points? Because now over the next nine months, it may be wrapping up and going away for you to start something new. Or in nine months, there could be like another pivot point, depending on how big the story is. Now, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, that new moon at 19 Gemini was around the time they started dating again, which has led to their marriage. And Ben has his Saturn at 18 Gemini and Jennifer Lopez has her Venus at 18 Gemini. So that solar eclipse 
brought them back together after 18 years. I think they'd been apart. Yeah, so that's an example of astrology in action with an eclipse. And they just can't quit each other. Saturn, Venus. Saturn is glue. Venus relationship. It can be soulmates or cellmates, but Saturn can hold people together. And yeah, so her south node and his series are both at 22 degrees of Virgo. And so I wonder, Ceres has associations with work, and they made this horrible movie together called Geely that was a big flop. And I wonder with this Mercury retrograde, could they be going back and thinking about doing a part two or doing another movie together? So see if you hear any news about them. There could be something that comes up. Also, Pallas Athene is the asteroid of strategy. It's in Virgo and opposite Neptune and Pisces. So Donald Trump, I guess, has started a rumor that Ron DeSantis may be dropping out of the presidential race. He didn't really get any traction at the first debate. It may just be a rumor, but that could be something. He's a Virgo and Neptune and Pisces. I'm out. And then running for a Senate instead against Rick Scott. So we'll see if that's a story. On Sunday, the word of the day is pleasurable. There is a disseminating moon at 25 degrees of Aries at 1227 a.m. Pacific time. This is a time to share what you've learned throughout the moon cycle. So Yeah, think about sharing what you've learned about taking more risks or doing something in the Aries, being dynamic and inspired, moving past fears to achieve your goals. Also think about what inspires you about your potential for bringing more love into your life. The moon will enter the sign of Taurus at 7.59 a.m. Pacific time. Taurus is fixed earth energy. The moon loves to be in Taurus. It's exalted here. So what can you do to bring some pleasure into your life and soothe your senses? Venus is stationing direct today. So it's a great time to write a love letter or speak lovingly to your partner or yourself or both. And yeah, maybe give your your partner a massage today to celebrate how you came through this retrograde. But it's a great time to think about what did the retrograde bring to your attention about Venus topics, love, beauty, pleasure, relationships, money, all of these sorts of things. On Monday, the word of the day is investments. Mercury is in Virgo, an earth sign, trying Jupiter and Taurus, an earth sign. Jupiter's on a world point at 15 degrees. This is a great time to bring the details, Mercury, to your plans and have them the expansive, big vision, the dream, Jupiter. Yeah, so think about that. This is great manifesting energy. Now, Jupiter's stationing to go retrograde on this world point. So uh, uh, there might be some, with that mutually applying trine, some like sell-off, Mercury rules commerce, remember, of stocks or something, or maybe there'll be some sector. Maybe it won't be about finances, but we'll see what happens when Mercury and Jupiter are in trine. On Tuesday, the word of the day is double check. The moon enters Gemini at 1.06 p.m. Pacific time. Gemini is mutable air. 
It's ruled by Mercury. And so with the sun in Virgo and the moon in Gemini, both ruled by Mercury retrograde, it is a time to slow down, like really be mindful of what you're writing, what you're saying. Mercury is also sesquisquare Pluto. So you may say something that comes from some primal place that's really critical if you're not paying attention or you may notice someone doing that. So just double check and practice the pause. Pause before speaking. On Wednesday, the word of the day is strategy. This may be the biggest day of the week. We have Mercury Kazemi where The planet Mercury will go through the heart of the sun. The sun is the king. And when a planet goes Kazemi, it like burns off old stories. There's a symbology of death and rebirth. This will happen at 13 degrees of Virgo at 4.08 a.m. Pacific time. It's considered very fortunate. It's a time like to stop and meditate for downloads. You may get some great insights and ideas about manifesting because Virgo's an earth sign or how you want to be of service or improve your health. Write down any insights that come to you. Yeah, pause for at least a minute, maybe even 10 if you have the time, if you're even awake at 4.08 a.m. Pacific time. But no matter what, just take some time to pause and breathe and consider the Mercury's going to Kazemi. What do you want to let go of? What old stories do you want to burn off? There's a last quarter moon where the sun and the moon are both at 14 degrees, the sun in Virgo, the moon in Gemini, and that's at 3.20 p.m. Pacific time. So this is a crisis of consciousness What are you psychologically integrating? I think there'll be a big story related to the Kazemi and the last quarter moon. If you have anything instinctual, listen to your inner voice. There may be some kind of violent event somewhere related to this Kazemi. I mean, there's violent events every minute of every day, but I mean something that maybe get more attention. There also could just be transportation accidents. So drive carefully. On Thursday, the word of the day is restorative. There's not much going on. The only thing is the moon enters the sign of cancer at 9.59 p.m. Pacific time. Cancer is mutable water. So can you like relax and restore yourself? And yeah, the moon is waning. Notice your emotions and yeah, treat yourself kindly. Give yourself some self-care. On Friday, the word of the day is generous. The sun in Virgo will trine Jupiter retrograde at 15 degrees of Taurus. So here we are at that world point. And sun trine Jupiter, the sun spotlights thing. What does it bring to your mind about how you want to be generous? Do you want to share your wealth? How do you want to expand your business? Do you want to bring more money to yourself? Do you want to increase your savings? Like you can also think about exploration and travel and things like that with the sun trying Jupiter. If you meet someone, they could be very helpful or just opportunities can come in. Opportunity knocks, answer the door. On Saturday, the word of the day is empathy. The moon's still in cancer. Can you be more empathetic and kind rather than critical? Virgo can be... Mercury and Virgo can be really critical. So think about that before you say anything or get annoyed with someone you love. 
choose empathy. So that's it for this week's episode. Feel free to email me at Celeste at astrologybyceleste.com with any astrology and action stories, or let me know how the themes are playing out for you, or if anything came up with the words of the day. Take care, and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Celestial Insights. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, astrologybyceleste.com, where I offer personal readings, horary consultations, cosmic coaching, group events, and classes to help guide people to higher levels of fulfillment. You can also find me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Astrology by Celeste. If you enjoyed Celestial Insights, please help others find the show. Follow, rate it five stars, or write a nice review. I would so appreciate it. I'm astrologer, coach, and intuitive Celeste Brooks, and I'll be back next week. 